How is everyone doing? Hot Rod Rodney Dyer here with Heel Radio Podcast. And I just wanted to know, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Uh, When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my shows into all these apps where people like to listen? How do I make money from my own podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is simply Anchor. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and so easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise your podcast. This means you can get paid for your podcast right away. I love Anchor. Um, it helps me do everything I need to do with my podcast. So, if you're always wanting to start a podcast, uh, start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. Um, join me um, in this diverse community of podcasts ready to use. Um, that is anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. And don't forget to go over to Hill Radio and check out my podcast. Have a great day. Welcome to Hill Radio, I'm your host, Hot Rod Rodney Dyer, and oh my god, don't we have a great, great episode for you guys today. Radio after Raw review, oh my gosh, it was a great Raw. Roman Reigns' big announcement, Ric Flair's 70th birthday, man, it was action-packed, super freaking awesome. We have our guest again, Clayton Haynes is with us, he's going to review it with us. Um, we might have another guest coming later, I don't know yet, I haven't got a hold of him, so... If I get a hold of him during the show, he'll be on. But, um, oh my God, I'm so stoked. Best Raw I've seen in years. Um, let me get Clayton on the line. We'll go over it with you guys. I'll be right back with you. And we are back with the old radio. How are you guys doing today? I'm your host, Hot Rod Rodney Dyer. I got my guest, Sky Dog Clayton Haynes, on the line. How are you doing? Yeah, like doing good, man. Thank you for the invite again. How'd you like that intro? <laughs> the big dog. I love it, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm so stoked right now. I'm so ready for this show. I know you just got done watching Raw, um, but what did you think? Uh, overall, is your mind blown or not? <laughs> it was a great episode. You can. You could tell that some things have changed behind the scenes because it was just a good, positive, good episode. Uh, just even the finish of the episode was just amazing. I know we'll cover all of that, but overall, I loved it. Dude, so let's just get right into it because I know it's late here where we're at. I don't know uh, where everyone else is at, but um, we'll start off raw. 
Um, you know, it's a great media package with Roman Reigns. You know, he just announced it was showing him announcing that he had leukemia and that, you know, he had to go away for a while. Um, and then his music hits. Um, tell me what you think about the pop he got. It was it was like Hulk Hogan, man. It was nonstop. <laughs> it was good to see the crowd just love Roman Reigns after after just months and years of just all the mixed emotions and and a lot of the booze. Definitely. It was good just to get a pure crowd reaction. Just all good, clean, just screaming, insane, just one chant after another. Dude, I loved it so much. I'm so glad he didn't get booed uh, one time. I barely heard, like, it was just, you know, thank you, Roman, you know, welcome back, you know, um, you know, all that kind of, all that kind of, uh, you know, fan favorites. Yeah, man. It's like... it was like he was never been booed in his whole career. He's come back as a star. Um, <laughs> um, and there's like a uh, if you go on like YouTube and you can see like behind the scenes after he got done with that, he actually made a joke about. Um, he's like, "Man, I got cheered. What is that?" <laughs> <laughs> you could tell he's like he's like that. soaking it in. You know, he just he looked like he was just basking in all the cheers for a second. You know. Yeah, and like, man, I almost had a tear, dude, because I was like, this guy, he's giving his heart um, and soul to WWE. It, even with the fans booing him, I know, I know fans pay their hard-earned money to boo. Um, you know, and I've even booed him a couple times just to see, you know, have fun with it. Um, you know, when he came to Little Rock, I booed. Um, but I, his work ethic is good. Like I told you before, the only thing I knock on him is his mic skills. Everything, everything else is that he's a hard worker, blue collar, man. And tonight, man, the fans just gave him the love he needed. <laughs> but that's not the main thing that I'm stupid, stupid stoked about. Uh, what did I say a couple weeks ago on the show that was going to ha- or last week on the show about what he's going to announce? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you predicted you were the first one to, to bring it up to me. I mean, you were talking about the possible, uh, you know, shield angle. Like it just uh, coming up to leading to this announcement, all the photos I've seen, all of his stuff, it just told me I was like, man, there's no way he he's not coming back right now. He's so in shape. He's been working out. He hasn't lost no hair. Like he looks phenomenal. Um, and I was just like, there's no way. Like he has to announce he's coming back. And that's what he did. He said the big dog is back. So like he's back. You know, and a lot of people, and we'll get to this later. But a lot of people, you know, after as soon as I, you know, I get on Twitter a lot. As soon as I saw that announcement, people were like, oh, he's not cleared to wrestle, though. You know, he's still he's still got to do some stuff. Um, and, you know, I think we got the answers to that later in the show, but still not still not confirmed. But, um, you know, personally, what do you think about this segment? Like them opening up with it, um, you know, with it being Ric Flair's 70th birthday, mm-hmm. they started with this. What do you think? What this first segment? What how do you feel about it? It's a home run. Um it just was everything I wanted. It was everything I wanted. I mean, there were some cool things and like the, you know, his, his family being there. And for some reason, David Arquette was there. Did you catch that? Yeah. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand that, but whatever. Probably because of Rick Yeah. WCW, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, it's just kind of, it was awkward to see that. Like I never thought I would see David Arquette and um, Roman Reigns shake hands on WWE. But it happened. Yeah, it, it was. It was like uh, I remember you talking about it when when 
when he uh when he had to like quit for that time period back in October. We were like, man, when he comes back, it's yeah. gonna be the biggest pop ever. Yeah, I said I said he's he's not gonna get booed, and he's not. Um, you know, um, and it was funny about you know fake fans and and thinking trolls. People were saying this was a work by WWE. He never really had cancer, but like I don't really joke around with that stuff. I've never had cancer personally. I know you have. Yeah. Um, about WWE about. So I'm, I'm gonna you know. You know so I can't imagine why WWE would make that work. I mean, that would be like one of the most evil things in the world. I mean, they did joke around miscarriages that one time, but yeah. <laughs> so I mean, they they go to some um, crazy. Like, like uh, this is off the subject. Well, it's not really off the subject, but stuff they would do crazy. I was listening to an interview a couple of nights ago, and she said that Vince wanted her to do an angle where, when she was pregnant with Blake's uh, daughter. That it was supposed to be Vince's kid. Yeah, I mean, that's... like, and she was like, "I'm not doing that." So, I mean, they would do some crazy stuff. I don't know if they would go that far and joke about leukemia and stuff with all the Make It Wish stuff they do, but you know, hopefully they're not joking about it. But anyway, I give this segment an A. Um, you know, he was walking up the ramp at the end of the segment. Seth Rollins came out, and gave him a big hug. Um, there's still no Dean Ambrose, so you know, I don't know what they're gonna do with that. Um, but you know, overall, I gave it a I gave it an A plus. I really love the opening segment. I really love Roman Reigns being back. Um, it felt it, I don't know I don't know about you, but it felt empty. Yeah, last couple months. Like it was funny because we always made jokes about him being in the event and it sucked and we wanted somebody else, but then he was gone and we like missing something, you know. Like, <laughs> so I'm so glad he's back. Then we moved on to the first match of the night: Ricochet, Alistair Black versus the Revival. Yeah. Um, you know, the I don't know if you caught Aleister Black. He said his goodbyes on NXT. So he's officially, I think, not going to be on there anymore. Um, well, I don't know. I know you, you are uh, – personally, I know you're a fan of the Revival. Like, you're like a Mark. Oh, Revival. big time. Second week in a row, they've lost to the NXT guys and their champions. What do you think? I think, like, they got – dude, they got the jobber entrance this time. Like they were yeah. already in the ring, like when when the challengers came the out. Champion. That's like the classic jobber entrance. And here's a here's a crazy thing. Like I know, you know, last the last week a lot of releases happened. You got uh, Hideo Tommy, Ty Dillinger. Um, who was the other one? TJP. TJP. Um, I know for personally, the revival asked for the release, but they got denied. So. I don't know if they're getting like jobbed out because of the asked for the release, or I don't know what they're doing. You shouldn't job out the tag team champions, though. You shouldn't job out any champion. But it was a good match. I mean, anytime you have Alistair Black and Ricochet in a match, it's going to be. Good. It was a clean but finish. Just... It was yeah, a clean, clean. finish I in guess. the ring, and so my my question is, who benefits? I mean, really, who benefits from this? Because here's the deal: you have the yeah, you have you have this team that was. Pretty much thrown together, Alistair Black, not even a real tag team. Okay, let's be honest. Not <laughs> yeah. even an actual tag team. Just some guys who are like, hey, let's go have a match together. Okay. Yeah. And they're going against the tag team champions. So are you you're burying a title? You're burying right. the champions. And 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 so who's the game? Who's the gain from this? This this thrown together team? 
you know what 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 are they what are they fighting for? Because here's the deal: right. if if they're fighting for that title, that title don't mean anything right now. Dude, I promise on everything that if like at Fast Lane they lose the titles to Alistair Black or Ricochet, I'm like, what the heck? I mean, you, I love the Bible too, and I'm just like, That's there's stupid. no storyline. We have no investments. We have no reason why we should we should even want to watch this match other than a bunch of spots. There were some cool spots. Yeah. And the revival sold the hell out of those moves. Pardon my French, but that's because I love them. I mean, they do that. I mean, that's why I love them. I mean, they can, they could be put in the crappiest situation and they look like they're just like, like they're, they'll kill it no matter what they can get kicked in the head. And they, it looks like they were legitimately kicked in the head. I got to give it to those guys, man. They've been putting some crazy like, spots. WWE thinks putting the putting the titles on the revival and then jobbing them out uh, to a different duo each week um, is going to convince them to stick around and resign with the company. Then management is kind of dumb. So I, I just <laughs> wonder what the long term goal here is. The whole gig, like, hey, screw the revival. Right. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I give the match a C just because they're screwing the revival. Um, match. I mean, the moves and stuff are great, but it's it's just a C match because the Bible should have won. Yeah. And while we're while talking about tag teams, what where the hell was AOP? Like, well, a couple of weeks ago. Um, well, I'm trying to remember when it was AOP. Yeah, that, it was on the pre-show for Elimination Chamber. There you go. That dude, dude teamed with uh, like Gable. Yeah, I think one of them is injured right now. And then where did Bobby Roode and Gable go? They just lose the title. I know they don't get on that rematch clause, but still. But they were just like they just go. So I did you I, I called up so Tupelo, Mississippi, there was an amazing apparently there was an amazing match in a, in a WWE live event. Um the you know, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode versus the revival. I mean, apparently yeah. they killed it. I, I think they went like forty five minutes. Oh, it's a crazy it's a crazy uh match so yeah so we'll move on to our next segment on raw has my has to do with one of my all-time favorite uh performers right now Elias, job squad member number one <laughs> uh, I earlier oh did i yeah he told yeah, me I did, right? yeah, yeah so he's uh, you know doing his thing you know he does the guitar string um and then uh he gets interrupted by lacey evans which, you know, it's an ongoing thing every week. He gets interrupted. It's pretty funny. I don't understand why they, like, did he do something wrong? Because <laughs> this comes out and, like, lays a challenge down to Drew McIntyre for the, later in the match, and then he gives him the dirty deeds. I'm just like, this dude keeps getting beat. So I love that they- segment. Um, I love that spot every week where he gets interrupted. I just think that's cool. Um, he talks trash about the city they're in. Here's what I don't like. Yeah, I don't like Lacey Evans. If <laughs> dude, if she's supposed to be getting heat right now, she's got she's got nuclear heat with me because number one, I hate your theme song. I absolutely hate it. <laughs> You're so mad right now. I am so mad right now, dude. Because I don't understand what is she doing? Why is she coming and walking down the? It's not a catwalk. It, I don't get it. She's on both shows. She's ruining. She's yeah. taking five minutes of my life. Well, I'm on my deathbed. I'll never be able to get back. I'm just walking down the, just walking down the ring. Dude, 
Yeah, but it's in my brain. I just can't think about it. It's melted in my like, brain, and she hasn't done a match yet. I'm saying, like, who should remind me of, though? Dude, I, like, <sighs> almost like Eve Marie, but like blonde. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I give this segment an F because my boy always gets dropped and I hate it. I love the Elias <laughs> segment. Like, him by himself is A. But, I, thought, I mean, and what do you with Dean Ambrose? Dean Ambrose like, was a killer there, dude. I love this Dean Ambrose. He's being loose, being able to do what he wants to do. He's not dressed yes, up in a like gimmick. Ambrose is stupid. Like, funny, funny, crazy Ambrose is, like, the best. This is the best Ambrose. Yeah. Don't be heel. Put him with the shield. Put him with Rollins. Keep him like that. Don't let him leave. I mean, anyway, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, we have the Ronda Rousey and Natalia versus the Riot Squad. Um, I hate Ronda Rousey. You know my feelings on her. I, I love Natalia. Um, the Riot Squad they keep their like jobbed out every week. So, I mean, that's I don't really care about this match. Um, as much as the segment after the match or during the match, right. you know what I'm talking about. So, um, let's go into that. Let's go into. Uh, it was a no contest because uh, Becky Lynch came through the crowd and it proceeded to beat people with the crutch again. I love it. I'll be honest um, with you, man. When I see Riot Squad on TV, I hit fast forward on my DVR. It just – I don't I mean, care who's in the match with them. I mean, I don't get it. Like, they just go around drawing, like, you know, drawing stuff on mirrors and, like, knocking over, you know. I can't get a – like, why – from NXT, they shouldn't be losing every time. Like I know it's Ronda Rousey, but she I know and technically I don't think she's lost yet, which is stupid. But um anyway, the best night, you know, anytime Becky Lynch is on the screen, it's gonna be the best thing ever. Um I, I don't, personally I got vibe I got the stone cold vibe from this whole segment. Oh hundred oh, percent. When they put her in the in the cuffs, I yeah, was like, and she this was like is Bruce Pritchard T V. She was saying that I hold the title up if you had me handcuffed. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, she was like what, yeah, they were like, they're holding it. She, yeah, they robbed me. You should be arresting them, right? Yeah, and she was like, well, then she was like, I can't hold the title up if you had me handcuffed. Like, <laughs> that's the fun. But the, what, what, what do you think about the thing that happened after, though? Uh, I didn't think that had to be the way that she gets back in the match. Oh, with the, uh, oh, we're talking about with Ronda Rousey pretty much ultimatum, yeah. ultimatum. Yeah, I thought she would do something to Rick later, but that was wrong about that. Yeah, um, I have mixed feelings about it. I like the angle. I, I like the ultimatum, be, you know, because it positions Ronda back as the baby face. Yeah. And, but what I don't like is Ronda's mic work. Time she talks, so. She sounds so terrible yeah. on the mic, dude. Just like she was jumbling her words up, like it was crazy. I was getting it's like cringeworthy. It was cringeworthy, one hundred percent. I was just like, so she's supposed to be modeled after Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper could talk, dude. Roddy Piper was one of the greatest talkers ever, dude. Ever, and she's over here sounding like she's reading out of a, you know, she can't even read. Half right, I can't remember half day. It was just like early Roman Reigns. In other words. Like, we didn't even see Charlotte the whole night. Night, like, not even later at the birthday. I'm surprised about that. (laughs) I was like, what? Yeah, asked that question last week on your podcast, I think. I was like, do you think we'll we'll see her? You know, I thought it was 100% yeah. Yeah. Isn't the last time they were, like, together, he was sick, right? 
Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah, that's what I thought. I don't know why she wasn't here, but great segment. If I like, I swear, if I don't get the segment where Rhonda or not Rhonda, but Becky gets out of a like comes running from the cops or whatever and jumps off a Zamboni on somebody, <laughs> then. <laughs> Now the next thing she's gonna like, do, like drive a four wheeler to the ring or something. No, nah, she needs to hit somebody with some beer truck, some beer <laughs> truck madness, raining on people. Uh, I give this segment a hundred percent A plus, man. Anything with Becky Lynch in it right now is amazing because Becky probably the one of the top draws right now. Out of a hundred, I give this a three sixteen. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no pun. Says I just got arrested. Um, no, and then we have the next segment is Kurt Angle versus Job, job Squad member number two, Jinder Mahal. Um, I don't know why this is. This is just filler, you know. There's really no reason for it. Um, I mean, what do you think? I mean, do you think there's a reason for this? I mean, it was good to see him back on TV. You know, Jinder Mahal. Yeah. I like Jinder Mahal in this role. I like him a lot better in this role than I like him as a champion. What? He's a, he's a gimmick he's character. So all time. I know. I, I no. I'm, I'm for real. Like he, he, he could talk. He can talk. Um, he looks good. He's got a good look, you know. But he's just a gimmick. He's just a gimmick character to me. I mean, he's not. I mean, but so is. I mean, I'm not saying you you can you're a gimmick and you and you can't be over, but I just. He doesn't have the mainstream appeal to me. Like he does, he's not like the main course. If I'm sitting down to eat a, a plate of WWE, he's going to be like, you know, like the mustard or something. He's not. He's not. That's up, man. He's not even going to be the green beans. I really think they should have kept the title a little bit longer. Just like I, I always think, and you're going to get mad at me for this. But I always thought they should have put the championship on uh, Santino Morello. Oh my gosh. Like when he should have won the Royal Rumble and he should have won the Elimination Chamber. So he caused me to stop watching Red. Like so, him, uh, Hornswoggle, you know. He was a champion. Hornswoggle was a champion. He was a uh, light heavyweight champion. That's what I'm or saying. Whatever. That's why I stopped watching wrestling during that era. Oh whatever. Look, shot value creates creates uh, ratings. Paul Heyman said. Paul Heyman said that. Oh, hundred percent agree. But you can be shocking and not and not be um, and not question my, you know, ability to to think here. I mean, I know why you don't like Santino. You don't think anybody can lose to a, the Cobra, which I agree. That's a stupid finishing. No, 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 listen, like, listen to me. I'm a Mankind fan. Yeah, okay, but he had a double arm DDT still too. But but <laughs> I'm talking about Mr. Sacco here, right? Yeah. So I'm not saying. That stupid can't get over. I'm just saying, Santino Morella never got over with me. The one, the funniest thing was hit the, the, the Royal Rumble, where he jumped in and then he immediately got kicked out, and he was like, "I wasn't ready." I wasn't ready. <laughs> Dude, I popped so hard for that. On a while, I think he's actually having a serious gimmick in TNA. Oh, I have to check, but um, I think he, he has like a serious gimmick in TNA. He goes by his real name, I think. He's he's a he's a pretty double tough kind of dude in real life. I heard like jujitsu and all kind of stuff. Well, but uh, moving on before we get into another argument about stuff that doesn't go with WWE, um, one of my favorite moments. You, you know, uh, that was a good seg- segue. One of my favorite moments. Uh, moment of bliss. Oh yeah, Okay, before I uh, 
go on to this. I just want to say that she uh, acknowledged me on Twitch earlier today. Just a thought. <laughs> did you ever listen to that? Yeah, I did. Dude, <laughs> you don't understand how my life is complete right now. I uh, know. And she answered it. <laughs> Actually, she did that a couple times. I asked her if she was going to wrestle on Raw tonight. She said no. But um, anyway, that's just getting out of the way. Also, EC3 acknowledged me too. I didn't say that. But um, um, yeah, I told him that he was one of my favorite wrestlers, which is true. Going back to TNA, and also I asked him if he if the EC3 and WWE stands for Ethan Carter the Third, and he's like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. Uh, Moment of Bliss, one of the best segments on Raw, I, I think. I don't know if you – did you enjoy it? Loved it. A little attitude error going on here. You, you, you said that to me earlier. but um. Oh, yeah, the insinuation, the hype, loved it all. Anything with Alexa Bliss in it is gold, and that's not just because I have a crush on her. Um, she's just good on the mic. She's good heel. Um, she actually had a little face work in here towards Leo Rush. Um, if you, if you, did you notice that? A little face work? Yeah, she, she – she kind of seems to me, I mean, there are some of those characters that are kind of neutral. Yeah. And I think that she, she's one of them. She she obviously can be a great heel. I, I loved her as champion. My favorite um, ever done is the when she won the Elimination Chamber and she was crying. I don't know if you remember this. Oh, yeah. That was her best time right there. And, like, they can follow their dreams and then she just, like, turned on everybody. That was, like, the best segment she's ever done. And her promo work during that era, spotless. But yeah, I miss her champion. She like right now the wall like with Ronda, it's just that it's not working. And she even acknowledged that. Um, so let's just get into like so she you know she was like she talked to the McMahons before she brought out Finn Balor. She said, "If you need somebody to replace Ronda in the match, that I'll do that. You know where to find me." And I was like, "Yeah, let's do that. Let's do her, Becky, and uh, probably that'd be a better match for me." But then um, she brought out Finn Balor, um, and they were just talking. Um, and she here's a little the attitude part that we were talking about. She asked them, she's like, you need to take off your Intercontinental Champion so we can see your beautiful abs. Um, he's like, uh, I forget, what did he say? Did he say anything to that? Are you trying to make me blush? Yeah, yeah. He's like, you trying to make me blush, uh, Alexa? And then she goes, well, if you show me your abs, I'll show you my. And then freaking Leo Rush doing the whole freaking thing. You know, I even tweeted at him. <laughs> um, uh, I was so mad about that. I mean, I, obviously, I'm, I'm like, I'm realist, and nothing's gonna happen. But stupid Leo Rush, I hate that guy. I actually, I, I really don't hate him, but I hate him for that. What do you think about that whole segment? The, the moment of bliss segment. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, just classic work, just classic mic work, classic insinuation. You know, during the PG era, you can't say a whole lot, but you can suggest a lot. And they did that. Um, yeah, I mean, part just, of the, like the main segments for it, too. Like when she had ripped her clothes off. Um, oh, yeah. So, every, like, she's been a part of the main, like, like you know, you don't know in between segments. Um, I loved it, man. Um, I, like I said, I love anything with Alexa Bliss in it. Uh, hard work. I like. But, I like Leo Rush, so you know they finally. I liked all three three of those those guys in that, but um, you know Leo Rush, he made me laugh a little bit. He was like, "I need a I need a proper entrance. Play my music," <laughs> and then, and he, he goes to walk down there, and just like five seconds later, 
Finn Balor's music comes on and he does an oh, actual yeah. entrance. It's <laughs> great. Um, he was funny during this segment. You know, personally, I'm not, you, you know, I'm not really a fan of Finn Balor. Um, and yeah. everyone, I get heat for that. I just like, I just don't like, um, like, I don't like the coup de gras. I don't understand how you can lose from that move. You just stomp on your chest. Like, people do that during matches all the time. I understand the threat still. Um, but this match actually made me like, like, it actually made me like him a little more. It was back and forth, man. Leo Rush, man. Leo Rush is going to be good. What a worker, man. What a, what a, what a talent. He, for, like, those times where he had me believe in that they might actually change the title. <laughs> Get that Rey Mysterio talent where he's a little guy. But he's, he's he's believable, very believable. He's got great body language. His facial expressions are amazing. I mean, yeah. he he's fun, right? He's yeah, funny. he's he's. I mean, he looks like a million bucks. You know, he, he great, great job, lovely or rush. Yeah, um, I don't know if you ever like he's he wrestles a lot on Twitter. Oh yeah, live. Oh, I've caught some of it definitely. Um, but I give the segment an A plus because you know my girl's in it. But uh, going on to the match, there's a lot of good spots. Uh, Leo Rush had some high flying abilities. Man, I don't know. He did like the suicide dive like five times. Didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did it uh, twice, and he kept. It, but it felt like five times because he's just so good. Uh, he does it quickly. Um, he, yeah, very. It was very quick. And then he tacked the knee. Um, I think. Love that. Yeah, I was on the apron. He was running towards him, and he drop kicked his knee. And the whole match, he was working on his knee, which had me believing, you know, oh, he can't do the coup de gras. So he's going to win. So for um, me, that was a, um, and there were several of, there were a couple of things tonight on Raw that, um, that made me think of Arn Anderson. So what he was doing was a classic Arn Anderson move, working that, working that knee, working the body part. Um, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard really popularized that when they came to WWE. Or WWF back in the day, um, over from Jim Crockett Promotions, they really popularized that and 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 wrestling, especially tag team wrestling. But I think that was just based off what happened with Arn Anderson. I just think that was just kind of paying homage to him a little bit. Um, that was a great spot working that leg the entire match. That's just classic psychology. Dude loved it. Loved Leo Rush's work here. Oh yeah, push in the near future for maybe the. The cruiserweight title, or the even the intercontinental, title, you know, maybe great run uh, for me. I think they might be setting up a Bobby Lashley versus him kind of feud, making him like a Rey Mysterio. Um, but that's down the road because um, they're still, you know, working it. Uh, I give it, like I said, the match. I give it a straight B plus. Um, man, good work. Next match, man, worst probably the worst match. It's not even it wasn't even a match, but Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. I don't know what they're doing with this. I don't know what they're doing with Braun. I mean, we talk about this every week. It's like one week he gets destroyed, destroy somebody. I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, I give it a negative one Basically, star. Uh, go ahead. I give it a negative one star. Like, I just, I like, <laughs> I just pretty much. It's the first negative one star on the show, folks. First negative star on the show. I pretty much fast forwarded it. I was just like, what is this? I'm just like, this is boring. It's boring. Man, I don't understand. Like, so, I don't, first, okay, why did, okay, I'm just lost, like, I don't understand. Okay, so he comes out and beats them both down before the match starts. Did you notice when he did the running around the ring and hit Bobby Lashley? Like, Bobby Lashley laid there for, like, three seconds and got right back up? Makes no sense. And just stared at him. Another reason, another thing I don't understand is how come 
like the last five, four or five weeks, I was getting beat down by Drew, Baron, and Bobby, but no one came out to help Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, what the heck? I don't know. He just beats them both down and does his little, oh, you know, Braun thing. I love Braun Summer, though. Like, it's just they, they're pooping on him. I, I don't know. I don't know if they're holding them off for, you know, until after Mania. But I know they're probably going to do Bobby and Braun at Fastlane. But, um, you know, I give this segment, like, you a negative um, negative star, negative one. And it, shouldn't, it was no place. There shouldn't have even been there. Oh, yeah, it was just a flaming uh, pile of trash. <laughs> Next match uh, was probably I, – I give the best match on night to uh, Leo Rush and Finn Balor, but this is, next one was close. Another qualification match with Dean Ambrose and Drew McIntyre, and you'll know why it, it was close in a second. But um, it was a good match, man. Um, it was some good spots. I love Drew McIntyre. I love Dean Ambrose, man. I know you're not a big fan of Dean Ambrose, but I mean, I just like this Dean Ambrose. Well, I love Dean um, Ambrose's personality. Yeah. The last week where he slapped him, that was like one of my favorite things he's ever done. I loved it, man. But I got to talk about this match a little bit because you're you're thinking you like it. I'm a, man. I gotta tell you, I'm on the other side. Um, I like what? the finish, or not? Not really the finish. Not not the finish, but more like yeah, it's a finish. I, I like the finish, but I like what happens after the match. But the match itself, brother, I gotta tell you, man. It had to me. Let me just let me just be angry a little bit. So, okay, that's going on the show. Probably. Yeah, man. So it started. It started off. With just some of the the, th- the things that I say that you know when you're watching wrestling, you want to kind of suspend that that disbelief, right? You want to yeah. believe. I know I do, and so I, I'm not actively looking for um, blown spots or things that look fake. I'm not I'm not looking for those things, but there are certain moves and certain things that happen that cause me of takes me out of it. Okay, a couple of those things are. When a wrestler bangs another wrestler's head against anything. Okay. Okay. Are oh, you talking about the step, step spot? Well, well, that one. Okay, that was a big one. But it, how how Dean starts the match? They start the match on the ramp, um, and and Corey Graves is like, he hadn't even taken his raincoat off yet. Okay, I didn't know that's a raincoat, by the way. Um, Dude, Corey Graves is just trying to bury everybody he can, which I love. Dude, I love oh, by the real way. quick, real quick. <laughs> Before I lose the memory, like what he said about Leo Rush was the greatest thing ever, dude. He was so mad that Leo Rush stopped Alexa Bliss oh, yeah. from doing it. Dude, I was dying like an hour. Like I love Corey, he was still mad. At- he was. He was. He was like legit. I felt like he was like you on there, dude. I was so mad. I, I tweeted at him. For it. I was like, "Why you can't give Leo Rush a piece of crap little fly?" Like, and then okay. Real quick, I know we're about to um, – we're going off subject, but there's another guy, there's another wrestler. He tweeted his abs, right? And he said, he said here you go, Alexa. I saw right? that. No, I saw that. And I commented, I was like, look at this guy trying to get some for all of us. I was like, this guy. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> I saw that because you favorited it. I think that's the reason why I saw that. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, you're good. So, yeah, but no, there are certain things that take me out. So when, when a wrestler tries to slam another wrestler's head up against – um, a barricade or against the side of the ring or steel steps. And obviously they don't, obviously that, that they don't do that. You know, 
Right. They slam their hands down, they make a sound, and the head never touches the the material. I mean, it's more realistic with the steps in the pole, but the like going into the barricade, it's like padded. I don't understand how that would hurt. Well, they like, dude. I'm just looking at the hand <laughs> slapping, slapping the canvas or slapping whatever they're trying to be banging their head against, and it takes me out of it. Okay, the other spot that that takes me out of it every single time. Okay, you shoot your opponent into the ropes, um, and then you stand there and you bend your head down. Um, like you're gonna do a big back body drop, but the that point kicks you in the chest. And it's yeah. like, I mean, don't you know that if you sit there and wait for two seconds, they're just gonna kick you in the chest? That's not how back body drops work. <laughs> they're instant, Dude. like they're quick. Right now. Every one of them I've ever seen that sat there and waited for a second got kicked in the chest, literally. And I'm just like, dude, how dumb are you? Like, you can't be that dumb. You're taking me out of it right now. Um, so that's just my rant. That I mean, and the biggest thing about this match I didn't like was the very end where Dean Ambrose kept slamming his head against, um, kept slamming, uh, yeah, slamming uh, what's his name's head into the steps, Drew McIntyre, like repetitively in a cartoon fashion. And so, all right. And that's another complaint I have about Dean Ambrose. He works like a cartoon. Like, <laughs> he has the like repetitive little stupid punches that never connect. They never connect. You can clearly see they don't connect. And they're just like rapid. And that's his working style. And it just makes me mad because it's completely like we know it's fake, bro. You don't gotta rub our nose in it. All right. You know. Look, let me okay, my turn. Let me tell you why this match was awesome. Okay. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm with you, like, looking at the fake stuff, but, like, I mean, like I said, it's more realistic when they're, when they're, I understand where you're coming from, when they're slamming, like, when they're throwing into, like, the barricade and stuff, that's a little more fake for me because it's padded in their jack, so I don't know how I'm saying it would hurt, but, like, you know, the, the, the going into the pole, we've seen before where, you know, people have been busted open by it, Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, you know, because he missed his hand or whatever, you know, I understand, like, you know, um, Slamming his head into the, the the steps was a little much, but they, they mean they're these two guys, man. They're they're right now in the mid card, right? And I think it was like when the, like him beating them with the belt, you know that guy stuff stuff hurt, it. man. Like he's I don't know how many times Dean Ambrose hit him with that belt. What what another funny thing about Dean Ambrose? He had two belts on. Yeah, <laughs> like like and, uh, his, his wife, wife commented on it. I had to pop, dude. I was like, she was like, no, here she, she was. <laughs> Like, is he no, and Corey Graves was like, I don't know, you dressed him. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, dude, I love the man, I love the announcers, but so yeah, he and then that headbutt, do y'all remember the oh, headbutt? Oh, the Glasgow kiss, dude, dude, that stuff thick. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, there were some good spots, and dude, like, really then, was. Um, the, the ending was pretty good. I like what they did with Elias. He, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he went for dirty, he's going for dirty deeds on the steps. You, you really didn't know, yeah, it looked like it. Um, he didn't have him in any DT position yet. Um, also, quick off the subject, how come every time Elias hits someone with a guitar, it like never breaks? Yeah, they have the like, gimmick guitar, and then they have the, the actual guitar. And I think this is a real guitar, like, and it did not break. I, I feel like it hurt. That would hurt 100%. a lot if it doesn't break. He took it, and he took that hit like right in the back, dude. And he like it didn't shatter. It was like. <laughs> 
He's what flies. As a guitar player, I but, know that guitars have sometimes metal and wooden bracing on the inside of the sound hole. We, it's, I guess it's safe to say this ain't your Jeff Jarrett guitar. This is not, yeah, no. Um, and, I mean, I know we're, all, we're doing a lot of rabbit shows today, but what happened? They just killed that. Oh, Jeff Jarrett? Yeah. I don't know. Like, with I guys. mean, they're in Atlanta. That's where I think that's no, no, Jeff Jarrett's in Tennessee, I guess. I know I did see him on Twitter though. He was in the UK at the NXT UK event, so I don't know. You know, that's why he might not have been there. But backstage like, capacity as well. Yeah, um, but you thought he would have been there for Ric Flair's birthday, 100%. but um, but that probably was like one week and then they're done. Anyway, um, so yeah, Elias comes out, hits Dean Ambrose with the guitar, throws him in the ring. Uh, Drew McIntyre gets in the ring, Claymore kick, one of my favorite special uh, finishing moves there is. It's funny how that came about, by the way. If you don't know how it came about, WWE Network, table for three. Oh, shit. He had the leather pants on, right? Slipped and Three and yeah. Oh, yeah. Had to do a big boot and slipped and, like, hit the claymore. Um, um, good finish. Now, let's get to the part after where everyone popped that we know everyone popped at. I'll let you, I'll let you go ahead and talk about it because I know you're excited. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm. Yeah, um... So you're getting ready, to, setting up for the for the dirty deeds. You know, obviously, uh, we talked about Elias comes out with the guitar, um, hits hits Dean Ambrose. After that, we have um, I want to call them the Dogs of War, but that's not who they are. Uh, not Bobby Lashley comes out with um, the undercard comes the undercard. out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> with no, he comes out with. Uh, Baron Corbin. Baron, Baron yeah. Corbin, right? Thinking like, what's yeah. going on, you know? Um, it's like four. Yeah, and, and Elias gets in the ring. And they're just taking yeah. shots. You know, they're taking shots at Dean Ambrose. Um, just getting ready just to murder him, you know? And all of a sudden, you hear burn it down. Here comes Seth Rollins. And then you hear... Do And we didn't expect this. We just thought it was going to be Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose getting the beat. Right. Yeah, yeah, I was like, because Seth Rollins comes out with a chair. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so it's just going to be Seth Rollins with a chair, right? Um, yeah. And then he's kind of walking out of the ring and stops. And then, you know, the big dog's music hits. Dude, that was, I popped, oh, dude. Yeah, I come out of my, my chair. Because I didn't think he was going to wrestle, and this kind of proved that he kind of is. He did a few. He, yeah, like, he hit the spear. He hit the Superman punch. Dude, that spirit was sick. It was, it was so sick, man. Uh, like I was pumped, and then yeah, so they, they so so they, so Roman Reigns, Seth, uh, and Rock, Seth Rollins comes out, saves Dean Ambrose from the biggest beatdown of his career. They they take out all four guys. Here's the crazy weird part. Um, so you think they're gonna help him up and they're gonna do the the fists in the middle? That's what I was thinking the whole time. Yeah. Oh yeah. But they just get out of the ring and just walk up the ramp. And then that's what I love the most about it because it was not obvious. It's not telling us, hey, here's the shield. They didn't even acknowledge Dean Ambrose until they got to the top of the uh, of where the Titan Tron was. And they finally look back and Roman Reigns has like this half smile. Um, you, you could tell he's he wants to pop, like he's popping himself. And, yeah. and then you look at Dean Ambrose and he's got that that, that that troublemaking grin, you're just like, oh boy, yeah, here it goes, here it goes. Um, so I, I'm like, so you know, you, you called it. I'm thinking we see this at Mania. 
So, well, my thing is, what they're going to do? With I, I 100% hope they put him in the match, man. He never lost a universal title. I hope somehow, let's say they make him. I, I don't know. I don't know how they will do it, but I hope they get the title off of Brock before Mania, and it's a triple threat. Like or in a four way. Like, what are they going to do with Roman? What feud is he going to be? Is he going to be in a feud with Drew McIntyre? So, I know last year, um, after Mania, all the rumors were, they're going to get, it's going to be the Shield um, imploding at Mania. It's going to be Seth versus Dean versus... Dude, think you think Roman costs Seth the title? You think that could be a possibility? Oh, my gosh. Dude, that'd be crazy weird. That'd be so sick. Because what are they going to do? What is he going to do right now? Who who can he fight? Everyone's in a feud. <laughs> Except Drew. But, like, I mean, like, oh, no. Actually, they set up Baron Corbin versus him, actually, if you think about it. If you go back and think. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Yeah, he's, he's going to fight Baron Corbin. Which is, I guess, okay. But... Maybe or for Fastlane. Fastlane, but, like. Because, okay, so we, no, we not here. over a month to go for Mania. Breaking down in my head. At Fastlane, he fights He fights Baron. Drew gets involved. He fights Drew at Mania. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like it's going to – because, you know, Drew and Baron Corbin are like best friends right now. Here's the deal, though. I think that they were teasing a Baron Corbin um, Roman Reigns because did you not see the segment? Where they interviewed Baron Corbin, yeah, and he was, yeah, he was like, "Big dog, better not cross my path." Yeah, so they're setting that for him. I think you said you said I think they're gonna do that fast lane, but Drew costs Roman the match, and leads into summer uh, SummerSlam oh, WrestleMania for Drew versus Roman. I'm excited, man. I, I don't know what they're gonna do. I, I want to see oh. something like along those lines, though. And this, yeah, this is why I love this Raw because that's not even the main event. That's correct. <laughs> the next match was Nia Jax versus Bailey. Skipped it. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, I'm re- I reviewed it for the for the, sh- the, the 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 podcast, but I mean, they announced uh, basically it was Nia Jax and Tamina versus the Boss of Connection at Fastlane. Um, it was a pretty good match because I went back and watched it. Um, Bailey gets the win. She gets that. She drops the Macho Man elbow drop on a. Uh, Nia Jax. Uh, it was a it was a good match. Um, it was a about about a C. Okay, enough of that. Um, so um, Ric Flair's seventieth birthday celebration is the is the is the closing segment. Uh, for oh my gosh, was it freaking awesome? Um, happy birthday. So we, what'd you say? Oh yeah, if you didn't tweet him, go to him. I tweet him. Happy birthday. But um. So we had legends. We had Sting. We're getting the Jack and Steamboat, Kurt Angle, Shawn yeah, Michaels, baby. all the wrestlers at the top of the, uh, the the stage. Dude, that title they made for him was epic. Oh my gosh! Like, oh my gosh! I was like, oh, that was awesome. Got to see uh, um, Shawn Michaels with the with the Dutch mantel beard. Dude, I was gonna text you. I was like, Shawn Michaels with the stupid NXT hat. <laughs> Why does he? Always. Why does he do like the old man juking jive on the way to the ring? Like I don't understand. And how come like have you ever noticed when he's a segments when when somebody's supposed to come out and they don't come out? Have you ever watched him? No. He's like 
was like, I guess we're not doing this or something. <laughs> like he's you know, like whatever. <laughs> but um, dude, um, and then he had everyone at the ramp. Um, you know, yeah, like I said Sting was there. That was pretty cool to see Sting. We haven't seen Sting in a long time. Uh, that title, dude. I think it had like all of his wins on yeah. it, dude, on the side. Was that yeah, what it man. is? Uh, they took it's a there's a picture of it on Twitter. Ooh, I'm about to go look at that. But um, so a Triple H, you know, he 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 introduces Ric Flair, and you know, Ric Flair doesn't come out. We're still waiting; it's taking forever. Um, I'm over here like, why is it not coming out? Right? I don't. I the person that attacked him was not in my brain. Um, who did you think it was before they in that like showed the person? I I was pretty much like, who could it? Becky, did Becky like, Lynch get out of jail? Like, just yeah, okay. I thought Becky Lynch was gonna drag him out on the stage. Yeah, no, I was you know? like, what? Um, who possibly? So Becky Lynch crossed my mind. Um, what's funny is earlier in the night I texted you, Sting attacked him, and I didn't even know Sting was there. Have a match at WrestleMania Sting versus Ric Flair, you know, for the 18th time. But no, um, so it, it pans to a, a guy like dragging the cameraman, which I thought was funny for the beginning. Um, but then it shows Dave Batista, bro. Like, dude, I marked out a little bit when I that saw was it. I was a old. great feeling. <laughs> and then, like, dude, he kicked the door, or he I don't know if he kicked it, but he like freaking broke the Ric Flair's door down. He slammed the door and he hit a bunch of, you know, crashing around. Then he drags Ric Flair out and just leaves him there and says, Hunter, I got your attention now. And then and then Triple H runs to the back. There's no Dave Batista in sight. Ric Flair is knocked out cold. And it goes off the air. So, like, I, mean, dude, I just love the build. Segment. I mean, and, you're like, I mean, the build on this is just so epic. Everybody comes out. Everybody's dressed up. Um, you know, everybody's showered and clean. Um, they get they got all the rings set up for a birthday party. They got the special belt. They've invited legends. You really think Ric Flair is about to walk out? Right. And here's the like all day on Twitter, I'm saying, man, please just let this be Ric Flair celebration. Don't want to attack him. Like, oh, I've seen that. I, I was seeing that all day. And like, it's like. Um, or like, and she was like, please don't let Becky ruin this or something like that. And like, after she got arrested, I was like, okay, so she's not, is they're really going to do just a celebration thing. Maybe we'll see like the undertaker and stuff. And, um, so this, Hey, is what would you have done? Babyface turn. <laughs> if Nia Jax was the one who attacked Ric Flair. <laughs> I would have canceled my subscription. Canceled my network tonight. Why was she in the Rumble? We're not going to talk about this. Uh, this is another hour of showtime. <laughs> I mean, it gave us our truth as a United States championship, but yeah, I like it. <laughs> but yeah, this was, uh, this was Triple H's uh, face turn. Um, but you're not going to lie. You, you don't forget at, at the SmackDown 1000. That so he, here's the deal. No, I've been you up and up on that. If you pay right? attention to wrestling news lately, you know, he was trying to go to AEW, or no, he, he was saying WWE's not 
100%. Um, like all the dirt sheets are reporting. He could go to AEW. He was taking a picture with Chris Jericho. No, I'm talking about Batista. Picture Blake? No, Batista's been teasing. I'm right? <laughs> and like, yeah. nothing's been official. They've been keeping it very, yeah. very quiet. Yeah. You know, and then we see this. Well, I'm saying like, so I uh, smacked on 1000. He said, You never beat me. That was the start of it. We don't forget about that. Triple H gets hurt at uh, the, the Australian show. And the rumor is they're canceling it because he's not going to be ready, cleared to wrestle. Like a couple weeks ago, Triple H is cleared to wrestle. I don't forgot about Batista altogether. So I thought he was just going to wrestle somebody else. And then, boom, they're setting it up. Hallelujah. This it's looks like this felt like a shape. huge deal. Dude, I'm so glad for Triple H. I'm so ready for Triple H to be a face again. Yeah. I mean, he's the heel. <laughs> Crazy. I'm yeah, saying though, well, he's, like he's, he's leaning really into it. like to do that is just super. It's ballsy. Yeah, dude, I was Ric Flair. You can't kill a seven. You can't drag a seven year old. And then, and dude, we're so I'm such a mark. You know, as soon as he did that, my thoughts go back to when Shawn Michaels beat Ric Flair and <laughs> Batista was mad about. It. <laughs> and like. They beat the crap out of Shawn Michaels, but I'm like, dude, you just beat the crap out of Ric Flair. What's going on right now? So, <laughs> why would you attack Ric Flair? <laughs> you should attack Shane McMahon. Bruce Pritchard produces Vince. Raw one time. This is his first one, back, and it's the most amazing Raw we've seen in months. <laughs> Maybe in years, dude. Like, I can't remember. Like, Maybe the Raw after Mania. This is what we've been missing, guys. Legitimate. The him and Paul Heyman. And Paul Hammond got together and, and, and did Raw. We, I, would, I mean, this is good booking. Story. That's how you end Raw. <laughs> and that's what I'm talking to you about. Like, look, dude, look, look. That ended Raw, and we had Roman Reigns come back. Are you serious? Like, it. that was not even the biggest thing. Roman Reigns come that's back. That's how you want to end Raw. Thing. That's how you want to end it. <laughs> there's so much. Like, I posted I post on Twitter. I was like, there's so much emotion. So what do you think to happen on SmackDown? You better uh, copy Kingston's contract signing. It's got. How can it possibly <laughs> top this? They got to do. Something. I don't think so. Yeah, I Bruce think Pritchard he's right in the position that Pat Patterson used to be, just kind of like his right hand man, helping throw out big, big time ideas, and producing some segments, like as far as like producing uh, vignettes, things like that. Uh, but he's like a main idea guy, creative. I think he's like gonna be head of creative. Um, I mean, we got SmackDown um, tomorrow night. I've got the contract signing with Kofi and, and Brian. I hope Kofi wins. Uh, probably not going to. You know, the rumor of Biggie turning heel. Um, that's I mean, that's what I think is going to happen. He's going to attack him or something. Um, at the at the uh, pay per view, and it's going to set up the new day at WrestleMania. Um. But I don't think SmackDown can top this. I give this a four and a half star show. Like, I haven't given that. I I don't think I've given past a three star show in a long time. Raw was four and a half stars, dude. The only thing that would have made it better probably if they actually did the Shield return, or they didn't have the Braun Strowman thing. Yeah, I, I thought it was a a solid a solid Raw, much better than what we got last week. 
less confusion. Dude, it's much better than we got, like, ever. And, like, <laughs> the PGA. It was a good show. Like, maybe. I'm thinking back to when I saw a good show like this. Maybe when, like, Seth Rollins cashed in that Monday Night Raw. I love the one where uh, <laughs> I thought a good Raw was when The Shield returned this last time. Yeah. Oh, when Braun was trying to cash in. That was a good one. That was a good one. It was a shit. And even the all that where Roman, yeah. back in October, when Roman said he had cancer. That was a good Raw. I mean, think about how it ended. Yeah, yeah, they did a little. I mean, regardless of what's happened one. with Dean Ambrose since then, I was hooked on that ending. I was like, oh my God, what are they going to do with Dean Ambrose now? You know. Unfortunately, they dropped the ball, but... Job them, man. <laughs> Job them. <Yeah. laughs> you know, but um, like I said, four and, a, four and a half stars, man. Oh, so good to have Roman Reigns back. It's a good it's a good show for a moment. It's a good heartwarming moment. Um, like, not even if you're not a WWE fan and you heard about this, you should be happy that he came back. It's like... It's like it's like if it's LeBron James had cancer and got over and came back to win a title. You know what I'm saying? Same thing. Um, if you're a fan or not, it, it's not just wrestling. It's um, it's a way of life. And Roman Reigns came back, and everyone's happy. I, I loved it. Heart, heartwarming. Loved the show. Loved the ending. Yeah, I'm 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 there with you. But. It was a great show. Um, do you have anything else to add about the show that you want to um, or anything else you want to go over? I'm good, man. I, I really love coming on your show. And I love being able to, to be a part of uh, Hill Radio. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy we're friends, man. And happy we can talk like this and just vent about wrestling and just talk about it, man. It's just... <laughs> Jack's just being there. Nah. Big Show Jacks. Uh, <laughs> Big Show Jacks. Oh, that's crazy. Why was she in the Rumble? I'm not even going to talk about it. It's another hour show. Like, I'd be so mad the whole show. I, dude, I believe with this. Like, when she did that, I the shock took on my face dude. didn't go away for like two hours. Ruined the Royal Rumble for me. I'm not even going to lie. Just the match. <laughs> Just the match. But uh, forever ruined, thanks, man. Um, but go ahead and tell them what your uh, what your social stuff so that not your social security. But your social <laughs> yeah, man, just hit me up at Skydog uh, on Twitter, um, and that's pretty much the only social I want to give out right now. Uh, but yeah, we could talk about wrestling, we could talk about uh, music, we could talk about Arkansas sports, whatever. Um, I do also have a podcast and. That is over at Marked Out on anchor.fm forward slash Marked Out. Thank you very much. Please go listen to it. It's a great listen. I'm going to be on doing some shows with him in the near future. Um, I think we're thinking about doing some like old Absolutely, man. reviews. Am I right about that? So, yeah, check that out. Um, check me out on Rodney Dyer 24. That's my actual Twitter or Hill Radio 1. Me and Skydog are always on Twitter. Um, you can see us. We, re- we retreat wrestlers. We tweet at wrestlers. 
If you want to ask us a question that we don't want to answer on the show, we'll do it. If you want to be on the show, just DM me, DM him. He'll he'll let me know. Um, we'll, 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 we're happy to have anybody on the show that wants to talk about wrestling. But um, you can check this out on YouTube. Um, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, all that jazz. Um, hit us a like um, on all that. And if you want to be a supporter of both of our podcasts, if you go to our names at the top, it says be a supporter. You can do it for $0.99, cents, $4.99, or nine ninety nine. We will we would appreciate that so much. Um, but just go ahead and give us that, that like, and we will be back with the SmackDown review tomorrow night. Um, so check us on that. But other than that, we have nothing else for you guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you didn't see Raw, go watch it. Um, other than that, we are done for tonight. You guys so- have a great night. We are out.